to The Morning Brewers 2. As always, I'm your host, Stuart Brooking. And I want to start today off by talking about Aaron Rodgers. And see, I talked about it last week on on The Morning Brew with, with Stu talking about how the NFC Championship game and this upcoming Super Bowl for Aaron Rodgers is about legacy. And about how if if Aaron wants to be mentioned as one of the greatest of all time in other people's mind, I think he's a top three quarterback of all time. He's about to win his third MVP. But I talked about it. I said in other people's minds, if Aaron wants to go down as maybe the greatest quarterback ever, at least one of the greatest ever, he has to win the NFC Championship game. And he has to win the Super Bowl. And he lost. If if you watch football, you saw it. He lost. He lost the NFC Championship game. What does that mean for Aaron's legacy? I don't know. I I don't know. We'll find out in time. But right now, the the things I'm gathering from what I'm hearing on social media, from the the feedback I'm getting on Twitter and and other places, is that they're comparing Aaron Rodgers. To post Miami Heat LeBron. A guy who doesn't deserve to be in the GOAT conversation. A guy who doesn't deserve to be mentioned. In the same breath as Tom Brady. In the same breath as Peyton Manning. In the same breath as Joe Montana. Uh, You know LeBron didn't deserve to be mentioned in the same breath as Michael Jordan. I think LeBron has closed that gap. I think LeBron has shown. That he's just as good if not. Better, depending on what you want him to do on a skill set basis, that he's a better player than Michael Jordan. But that's not what this is about. This isn't about LeBron versus MJ. This isn't about, you know, who's the greatest basketball player of all time. This is about Aaron Rodgers and his legacy. See, here's the thing. Tom been in the NFC for one year. And Tom... Has an NFC Championship game. He's won one. So is Aaron Rodgers. He's won as many NFC Championship games as Aaron Rodgers. And I think Aaron's the greatest quarterback talent I've ever seen. Until Patrick Mahomes came around. And Patrick Mahomes has an argument. I think Aaron will go down as maybe the greatest to ever throw a football. But in many people's mind, Aaron isn't going to go down as a top five quarterback of all time. He's about to win his third MVP. And he should. He should go down as a top three quarterback of all time. He should be mentioned up there with Brady. He should be mentioned up there with Montana, with Manning. But I'm not sure he will. I think Aaron Rodgers, on a talent level, might be the the best we've ever seen. But listen, there are people out there that don't think he is. And there are people out there who don't think he's that good. And I get it. I get everything. I understand the the one Super Bowl. I understand, you know, he's not won an NFC he's only won one NFC championship game. He's been to several. He hasn't looked great in some of those NFC championship games. I understand. I get it. 
I'm watching the same Aaron Rodgers that you guys are. And I understand it. But for me, it comes down to this. And for me, I think the legacy of Aaron Rodgers will be a guy who just, you know, fell short. A guy who had all of the talent in the world. A guy who is the greatest quarterback talent I've ever seen. But a guy who, outside of one year, when he was given a good defense and a good run game, wasn't able to get the job done. And it's unfortunate, and it stinks, because I think Aaron's the greatest talent ever. But when he was not given a good defense, and he was not given a good run game, Aaron Rodgers has not been the GOAT that I think he is. And you know, I come on here, and I say things, and I talk about guys, and I think Aaron's the GOAT. And I say things like that, and people look at you and they roll your eyes. But when you take into everything, when you when you hold in the GOAT conversation, you have to take in Super Bowls, you have to take in MVPs, you have to take in records, you have to take in yards, you have to take in touchdowns, interceptions, and talent. And for me, on the talent-wise, if we're basing it just off talent, there's nobody better than the 12 that plays in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So I want to fast forward to this. I want to go talk about now the Colts quarterback situation. And here's the thing. As a Colts fan, everybody's been texting me. Everybody's been sliding to my DMs on, on Instagram, on, on Twitter. And they're like, Stuart, Stuart, listen, you're a Colts fan, man. What do you think the Colts are going to do? At the quarterback position now that Phillip Rivers retired. You want to know what my answer is? I don't know. I don't know. And, and you know, the right answer would be, oh, well, they're going to give up draft picks to go get Matthew Stafford. What's made, what have you seen that's made you think Chris Ballard will do that? Chris Ballard gave up one draft pick. To get to Forrest Buckner. He gave up one. I'm not saying Chris Ballard won't give up two to go get Matthew Stafford. Which I think he's definitely worth. But I don't know. And now if the rumors are true. And if everybody who's speculating that Aaron Rodgers won't be back in Green Bay. Thinks that the Colts are a destination. What do you think it's going to take to get Aaron Rodgers? Because Chris Ballard won't give up that kind of draft capital to get Aaron Rodgers. So when you ask me who who the Colts are going to get, I don't know. Do you go with Sam Darnold? But what if, maybe, maybe, but what if this is it? What if we have seen the ceiling for Sam Darnold? What if we have seen the highest peak of what Sam Darnold can be. Everybody's pointing at Ryan Tannehill. And everybody's looking at Ryan Tannehill and saying, man, and me included, everyone's saying, man, look what Ryan Tannehill was in Miami when Adam Gase was his head coach. Now look at him. Everybody's doing it, including me. But what if I'm wrong? What if they're wrong? What if this is the best Sam Darnold gets? Okay? And that's the best Sam Darnold gets. 
So then what? You trade up. Let's say something else I've heard is, oh, well, they'll trade up and they'll go get a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance. They're going to trade up into the top ten. They're going to trade up into the top top five. You know what that's going to take to get up there for a guy who hasn't proven he can play at the NFL level? I think Justin Fields is, the, is just as good, if not if not, he's right below Trevor Lawrence. But he's, I don't know. There's one guy I give up that kind of draft capital to go get, and that's Trevor Lawrence. Otherwise, I'm not so sure I give up that kind of stuff to go get Lawrence. Listen, I think Trevor Lawrence is a fantastic NFL quarterback. I think he's going to be instantly a top 15 quarterback in the league after his rookie year. I think Justin Fields is going to have a great NFL career. I think Fields has everything an NFL GM can ask for. But I have severe question marks about Justin Fields, and I'm not sure he's the guy. So when people ask, what's the proper move for the Colts to make? To draft Mac Jones? I I don't know about that one. To get Trey Lance? To get a Kyle Trask? I don't know. I'll tell you this. The Colts have a Super Bowl window. This is it. They're in their window. That window opened up this season. They have a good defense. They have a great run game. They have a very good, if not great, head coach. They have all the makings of a Super Bowl team. But they're missing that most important position. And that's quarterback. And the Colts' Super Bowl window is now. And you only have a certain window of time to win a game. Of time to win a championship. You only have a certain amount of time to capitalize on the biggest game of them all. And the biggest run of them all. And the team that you have, you only have a certain amount of time. And for the Colts, that window is now. The Colts' Super Bowl window is now. But they have to have their quarterback. And they don't have that yet. So the Colts can't waste this. They can't waste it. Because they need this. And this is their Super Bowl window. And that's what's important to them. Is realizing that this is our window. We have a cheap young defense. We have a great offensive line we have a great run game and we have a brilliant head coach let's go capitalize and win a championship but they're missing the most important piece and that's the quarterback we'll see what they can do to fix that position because it's the one piece they're missing to really take advantage of their Super Bowl window so I want to go on and I want to talk about Next, I want to talk about the Deshaun Watson wanting to go to the Jets. And here's the thing. And this is what gets me about that. For me, it makes no sense. Makes no sense as to why Deshaun Watson would want to go to the Jets. Deshaun Watson wanting to go to the Jets makes no sense to me. As a team, they're worse than the Texans. And on the market marketing side... He doesn't really need New York. You can make it 
on social media. You can do your own brand. You can build your own things. You don't believe me? Ask Juju Smith-Schuster. Who, yes, he got ridiculed. And yes, he got criticized. And yes, he got destroyed because he was dancing on team's logos and they started losing. But he built his brand. He built himself. And he marketed himself. And he was very good at it. And look at Cam. Cam has his own social media page. And Cam had shoes at Under Armour. And Cam has his own his own line at Under Armour of sweatshirts, of hoodies, of, of, of shoes, of gloves. Remember the cleats too when you played football? The cleats, the high top cleats. He had his own cleats at one point. He was in Carolina. Listen, that myth about going to the Jets, going to New York, because the marketing's there, you don't need it. You don't need it anymore. You don't need New York to make it anymore. Sure, there's some advantages to going to New York. There's the big city, but Houston's a big city. There, There's all the advantage in the world, but it makes no sense as to why he wants to go to New York. Because you don't need the marketing anymore. Smith-Schuster built himself a brand off of TikTok. Cam Newton did it the day he got drafted to the Carolina Panthers. He has his own. He had his own cleats. He had his own gloves. He had his own sneakers. His own sweatshirts. His own hoodies. His own shirts. He has his own YouTube channel with with hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of, of subscribers. He has everything that he needs on the marketing side. He didn't need New York. He didn't even need Boston. So this Deshaun Watson to the Jets makes no sense to me. I don't get it. I don't understand why he wants to go play for the Jets. Makes sense for the Jets. I know why they want Deshaun. And if Deshaun wants to come to New York, I would give up everything that they want in exchange for Deshaun Watson. But it makes no sense to me. Makes zero sense as to why he would want to go and play for the New York Jets. That's the reports that were coming out over the weekend is that he wants to go play for the Jets. I don't know why. And I don't know what thought press he got, thought process he went through to make that decision. But I can tell you this. You don't need it. Look at Cam. Look at Juju Smith-Schuster. I look at several others. You don't need New York anymore to make a a brand to build yourself up to do the things you want to do. You don't need it anymore. Not in New York. So Matthew Stafford is one of the guys that the Colts are in talks of of going to go get, right? That's who people are like, well, Matthew Stafford wants out of Detroit. And the Colts should go get him. And here's my thoughts. And here's what I have to say about Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Unfortunately for him, he's played in a city like Detroit his entire career. He's been loyal. He could have gone other places, but instead he signed a big contract to stay in Detroit. He could have left. He could have demanded trades multiple times, but he didn't. He remained loyal. Matthew Stafford has suffered from remaining loyal. He has suffered 
for not demanding to get out of Detroit. He has an opportunity now to capitalize. He has an opportunity now to really be the guy somewhere else. Whether it's Indianapolis, whether it's New England, whether it's San Francisco, or wherever else it may be, he has a real opportunity to capitalize on his talents because he is one of the most underrated quarterbacks to ever play the game. As much as I would love Matthew Stafford to come to Indianapolis and as much as I think that would make them right in the middle, put them right in the middle of being a Super Bowl contender, make them the third best team in the AFC, if not the second best team in the AFC, I don't know if it's going to happen because I don't know if Chris Ballard's going to pull that trigger. I don't know. I would love it. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be something worth seeing and something that, you know, the Colts haven't had in a very, very long time. But Matthew Stafford's one of the most underrated quarterbacks of all time. He's one of the most underrated quarterbacks right now in the league. He's been loyal. He's been loyal. He's benefited very little from being in Detroit. He's played with guys like Megatron, who's a Hall of Famer. Maybe on the talent-wise, the greatest receiver to ever do it. But I think Matthew Stafford has been the example for guys like Joe Burrow. That maybe, maybe you should probably get out when you have an opportunity. Maybe you shouldn't stay here if the team isn't serious about winning. That's the thing. And that's what Stafford has to do. They hired Dan Campbell to be a head coach. I don't know anything about Dan Campbell as a human. I know his... His press conference is motivating. Made you want to run through a wall. And I'm not saying Dan Campbell isn't going to be good because I don't know. He might be. He might be what Detroit needed to take him over the hump. But Dan Campbell's never been anything more than an interim head coach at Miami. And before this, he was the tight ends coach for the New Orleans Saints. So when people say, you know, Matthew Stafford, what do you think about Matthew Stafford? Here's what I think about Matthew Stafford. I think Stafford, I think Matt Stafford is the most underrated quarterback in the league. And I think he's been too, too loyal for too long. He hasn't been repaid by, D, by the Detroit Lions the way that he's paid the Detroit Lions. He's given them everything that they've wanted and a little bit more. And he hasn't reaped the benefits other than a very hefty, hefty paycheck. He's been to the playoffs like twice in his career. And to be honest with you, they didn't really compete very well once they got there. They took advantage of a great fall in the NFC North. They did, you know, the Bears weren't good. The Packers weren't that good that time. So, you know, for them to capitalize and them to make it, they did a very good job. And Stafford is a big reason the Detroit Lions get any talk at all. And now he wants out. And I don't blame him. I can't say that I blame Matthew Stafford for wanting out of Detroit. So I want to transition into this now. I want to talk about the Super Bowl. It is now official. It will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. It will be Tom Brady 
the guy who many people consider the greatest of all time, and Patrick Mahomes, the guy who at the end of his career very well could be the guy who replaces Tom as the greatest of all time. I was watching that game versus the Bills when the Chiefs played the Bills, and I was thinking to myself, you know, Josh Allen's been very good. He's easily been the third best quarterback in the league this year. Easily been the third best quarterback in the league. And, you know, I watch. I pay attention. And then all of a sudden, I turn around, and it wasn't even a contest anymore. Kansas City's real. They're a real team. They're going to be real tough to beat. And I can tell you this. Missing Eric Fisher, that's going to be a problem for them. Because that defense that they're about to play, that's a really good defense. I watched the pressure they got on a guy like Aaron Rodgers. And I watched how they were they were able to contain Aaron Rodgers for the most part, not really let him get out of the pocket. That's that's how Mahomes likes to play. That's how Rodgers likes to play. And they were able to contain Aaron Rodgers. So they're going to be able to contain Patrick Mahomes. It's going to go into the kind of the same mindset. But Patrick Mahomes has Andy Reid on the sideline. He has Tyreek Hill, uh, a wide receiver. Travis Kelsey, a tight end. And he has a stud running back in the backfield. There's going to be a lot of weapons that Tampa Bay is going to have to deal with. And I think, in my opinion, this is going to be a very good Super Bowl. Tom Brady has a chance to hoist up his seventh Lombardi trophy. I don't want to see it as a guy who grew up a Colts fan and all the pain and the suffering that Tom Brady's cost me in my career. I don't want to see it. But I have to respect Tom and I have to respect the game and how great he is. And he's the GOAT. But here's the thing. This game should be a fun one. You have the Chiefs who like to throw it all over the field, who like to do some crazy things. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers would make throws that would you'd look at the person next to you and say, holy cow, how did he make that throw? Patrick Mahomes can do the same thing. And this is going to be very interesting. It's going to be a very interesting Super Bowl because, I, you know, you look at it on the other side and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are aggressive. They like to push the ball down the field. They like to throw it deep to Scotty Miller. They can do different things. And I think they're a very, very good team. I did not think that they were a Super Bowl caliber team. I thought they were like a 10-win team. I thought they showed some flashes of being very good, but I think they were still a year out is what I was thinking coming into the Super Bowl or into the playoffs anyways. But yeah, I mean, I think they're a really, really talented team. Tom is playing like a top 10 quarterback. Definitely did not see that coming in in the you know, at the beginning of the season, I did not see that coming in. And here's the thing. I understand that he threw three interceptions in the second half. I, I get that. I understand it. You're, you're preaching to the choir here, but I'm telling you, he's been very good and he hasn't played like that often. And he took advantage, you know, Green Bay took advantage of some tip passes and took advantage of some, some bad throws by Tom Brady, but I can guarantee you Kansas city isn't going to get as lucky as Green Bay's defense did. They're going to have to force some turnovers. You're going to have to force Tom to make some decisions that he doesn't want to make. You're going to have to force Tom to turn the ball over like he did against Green Bay, but you're not going to get the breaks that Green Bay got. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think this is a great Super Bowl matchup. I think Chiefs versus the Packers would have been a great Super Bowl matchup as well. 
but I think the Chiefs versus Tampa Bay will, will be a fantastic Super Bowl matchup. Unless some breaking news happens next Monday or next Tuesday, whenever whenever I record the podcast, unless some breaking news happens, I will spend all next podcast talking about the Super Bowl. It will specifically be a Super Bowl podcast. It will specifically be about the Chiefs. It will specifically be about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And who knows? I might have a guest on. I haven't decided yet. I I haven't been in talks with anybody, but I might have a guest on next Monday uh, when the pod to record when the podcast comes out on Tuesday. So who knows? But I I might have a guest on next week for Super Bowl week. So we'll wait and see. Um, but yeah, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share with your friends. Please subscribe, like, give five stars, whatever it is. Please do it. And I appreciate you listening. And have a good day, good afternoon, good morning, good night, whatever it is. You enjoy it.